Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of OM Podcast. Today, um, I have a super exciting guest on the show. Um, she is so accomplished and just a wonderful um, person who has a great connection with OMP. And so I'd like to welcome to the show, Ronna Rose Wade. Hi, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be doing this. Yeah, yeah, we're happy to have you. Um, so just to kind of get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and, um, and your life and what you do? Of course. So I am an uh, HR director for the Arkansas Community Foundation. Um, been here for about four years, and I really just help uh, manage the regional offices. So there's a team of us, and my task is the executive directors and making sure they have the resources and things that they need in order to be successful. So been here for about four years. Oh, that's wonderful. Are you um, an Arkansas native? I am. Born and raised in Little Rock. I am. Um, I've lived here my whole life. Went to Conway for four years and came back. <laughs> so uh-huh. didn't go too far. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your connection with OMP um, and, and your experience with the organization. So I am a member, been a lifetime member, I'd like to say, of the church, Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church. Mm-hmm. And I was involved in the youth group, things like that. And they had an opportunity to sign up for it. And so I did. Really, I did it because all my other friends were doing it. Um, and so I was like, oh, where are y'all all going this summer? <laughs> I would love to hang out with you, but it seems like no one's going to be here. So I did that and loved. I was there for, I think, a week is how it typically is. It's like you're gone for like, a week or right. almost five days. I can't remember. It felt like longer because I was also a kid. So <laughs> it felt like I was gone from my parents forever. Um, but yeah, just being able to be there. And they signed us up. My friend was kind of the president of the council at that point. Um, and we just got on a bus with a bunch of other friends from the youth group. And they drove us, seemed then very far away. Um, <laughs> I had never been that far up north. And I was definitely... Uh, it's like, where am I? <laughs> so it was exciting, and I, I enjoyed it. Mm, that's awesome. So you were a camper. Do you know what year that mm-hmm. was? It would ha- I was trying to think of that yesterday. It had to have been 2004, just based off the people who were there. Mm. Um, it had to either be the summer of 2004 or 2005. Okay. But there were some people who I know were um, seniors that are a little older than me that were there. So oh. I just, you know, it's making me think. Sure, yeah. sure. So do you, from that um, camper experience, do you have a favorite camp story or favorite camp memory? So um, I remember the year before I went to camp, I learned how to play guitar. So I was able to mm. play guitar. Um, and I think my favorite, or what really sticks out to me, was really learning how to do morning devotional. I think mm. I didn't really understand how that worked (laughs) for lack of a better phrase and kind of having that like it was our schedule right we're stopping in the morning to reflect Mm -hmm. before we go and start moving around and going about our business and i it really allowed me to put that into practice and so that really stood out to me and now of course it's all the rage right like meditation journaling everybody talks about it and i'm like i've been doing that since like (laughs) high school um 
And then, really, I I currently sing praise and worship with my church on the New Heights service. And it all, I mean, being able to sing at OMP kind of changed that a little bit for me of what actual worship can be mm-hmm. and kind of sparked my interest in it. I was already singing with the youth band, but, you know, kind of that stripped away... Right. Out in the woods. Well, I mean, we weren't out in the woods. We, but it felt like it at the time. Yeah, yeah. Type of experience. Um, you know, I spent the morning in meditation and we're ending the day in worship. You know, it was just kind of this yeah. whole routine kind of shaped what that actually meant for me. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just this is me being in um in yeah. seminary <laughs> and like putting pieces of like what I'm learning together with yeah. what you're saying and so. Something I didn't necessarily think of is the, how often I feel like with the OMP, a lot of times we focus on like the service and the mission aspect mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do incorporate, I think, a lot of spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. John Wesley talks about like the means of grace and there being these like mm-hmm. acts of mercy and these acts of piety. Um, and so I do think that's that's really cool that we kind of have both. Um, we're spending the majority of our day serving others um, because that's important, but we do make time for um, for piety and for, you know, your own yeah. spiritual practice. So, yeah, I, you're like the first it, person I, mean, I feel like has ever brought those things to my, the forefront of my mind. So I'm, wow, that's, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, it, it stood out to me. And I can't say I'm the perfect practice now, but I do, <laughs> I just remember you know, you hear a lot about it. And, you know, I was, uh, I'm Methodist and I've been Methodist pretty much my whole life, except for a little time when I was, I was baptized Catholic when I was really young. Mm-hmm. But after that, I've really been part of the United Methodist Church. And, you know, you hear a lot about, you know, what I like to joke about the method of being a Christian, right? Like, <laughs> this is how we do this and we sing at this time and we yeah. do at this time type of thing. But you kind of forget, like, as a kid, um, especially as a younger, a teenager at the time, I just, what does that even look like? You know, my mm-hmm. dad is really good at, um, you know, taking time and making us spend time with each other. But like, what does it mean individually when I leave this house mm-hmm. to actually put this into practice? And I think, you know, it was one of the few times I was really gone, gone from home, um, for that long with friends and having other people go, no, we're going to stop. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lesson that I've taken even to today of what does it feel like to stop? So I know if I'm doing it correctly, right? Like if I, am I stopping enough for my soul? Mm. Um, and so I think, and I also, it, I love nature. I love outside. So, you know, they were like, you can go journal over there. You can go journal over here. You know, yeah. just find the spot, you know, yeah. find where you need to be. And so it, it really just, it put the words into action, I guess I could say. Mm. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you share kind of like how the things that have stuck out to you and mm-hmm. that you still carry with you. Um, but just like a more clarifying question, like how, how did your experience with OMP um, as a camper kind of help you become who you are today? Um, and yeah. the, the work that you do. Yeah. So, um, Lucky Heights is known for mission. We are always doing a mission trip somewhere, going someplace. <laughs> and so this, OMP really solidified to me kind of what I ended up learning later was servant leadership. Mm-hmm. And it was because I was seeking out those opportunities later that I was able to align myself with organizations and groups that really do have service at the forefront. And 
you know, I was, I, I, I always joke that we went to a house and, you know, we were laying, we were laying um, linoleum, mm. but I couldn't say the word. So I come home and I'm bragging to my dad about, you know, this thing I've done. And he was like, what are you, what is that? I don't, what are you trying to say? <laughs> I've never heard this word before. Um, but putting, you know, faith into works, right? Mm. And then that phrase really has stuck out to me of, you don't always have to be the, you know, Bible in your hand, smacking up a side, aside someone's head for them to feel Jesus and Christ in you. Mm. Like being present, being in a room where my first home, you know, there was a guy who did like chewing tobacco and his floor was a mess and he didn't have a wheelchair ramp. And it's really easy to pass a lot of judgment and be like, well, how did you get here? You know, mm. especially coming from the neighborhoods and the friends I had. And it's, and taking the time not just to do better or to come in and say, oh, I'm going to fix this, but really get to know the human being and say, you know, what is your story and how has your story impacted how you are today? Mm-hmm. And I think that was something that really stuck out to me because I, I did. I came in with a lot of judgment. I was like, this guy's house is a mess and I don't want to be here and this is horrible and having a really good... Um, I don't know what the title was, but it was the adult that drove the van, right? Mm-hmm. And having that, those people there to say, let's get to know the human being. And that level of uh, connection really allowed me to go into the work I did right after um, college of equity work and really advocating for those who don't have a voice. And now doing a lot of the work I do at the foundation where we're really trying to figure out where those gaps in our community of where we could be making an area better. Mm. And it, all of that just, it, that had strong roots is what I always say. Mm. I've been doing servant leadership since I was a kid apparently, but um, it really just solidifies seeing the human in the story and not just the issue or the problem or the statistic or, um, or having this kind of ego that, Oh, I did good. You know, that's Mm. not what this is about. It's not about you at all, actually. You are just uh, a means and a vehicle for what, you know, God might be needing to do in their life. So, Mm. Wow. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, So I've never asked this question before. I don't know why. I I need a lot of first here. (laughs) I don't know why I felt like I needed to ask you this specific question. But I just felt like you would probably have a good one if you have one. Um, So do you have, like, a life rule or, like, a motto that you try and live by? Yeah. Really, what I try to live by is it's not about you. I Mm. think in a world that's so individualized and we have so many ways of wanting to pound the back, wanting the affirmation of you did a good job, which I think is important. I mean, thanking people and being gracious and grateful for people is great. Mm. But when you live a life of how do I fit into the bigger picture, it allows you to meet and connect and join in with other people and see their story. And I think we just get so wrapped up in our heads of my issues, my problems, my woes. Um, It's really allowed me to remain humble and also just grateful for Mm -hmm. the people I have, not necessarily the materials I have right now. Like there's always someone worse. I don't really even like that phrase, right? Like there's always someone who has it worse than you. That's not the point. The point is, you have to, have you seen the human in them and are you grateful for their humanity and your humanity, not the materials um, or that you could have it worse off. So yeah, mm. this is not about you. 
Yeah. Humble. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, I mean, it's so interesting. Like, the only way you see the world is through your own eyes sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, being able or working towards, like, transitioning to, to seeing the world a different way yeah. Um, yeah. is hard work. Like, that's yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, and so that's, yeah, that's a challenge um, and, and something I'm sure that um, takes a lot of time to, to work at um, mm-hmm. to recognize, like, yeah, the world is, is bigger than what you see. Um, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I've been able to connect with some amazing people just around the world in our city um, who have shared their stories and have been able to, I've been able to witness their journeys and, you know, I don't know. It just, for me, being able to see other people and connect with other people is so important to me. Um, and when you make it so much about yourself, when you get so stuck in you, it, you rob yourself of the fact that you could be connected with someone else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm all, people that know me know I'm all about self-care and mental health. And that's not what I mean at all, right? Like definitely taking care of yourself and not being, um, giving all yourself away, but not being selfish and not having this constant need to have your name in the spotlight or have your, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. Just, I think there's just a lot of shifts that can happen. But I, I mean, servant. I went to a conference because of the people I met at OMP. It was about servant leadership, and that I mean, at 16, sitting in a room mm-hmm. learning about servant leadership, like that revolutionized, I think, the adult that I became. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Wow. Yeah, and that's hard. Like, I don't uh-huh. Do you do the Enneagram? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. So I'm a three. Okay. And so it is like. I didn't know what that was called. <laughs> that when you said name in the spotlight, like, you pulled at my heartstrings. Because that is like, um, as like a three, it's like, ooh, like, I want that affirmation. Yeah. I want, I want to feel validated and, like, uh-huh. get all the pats on the back. Uh-huh. So that's something that, like, I've really had to identify in myself and then be like, okay, what, what is that bigger picture that you're talking uh-huh. about? Um, and I fail at it a lot, but, <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's, it's good, good to know. What's your Enneagram number? I'm two. Oh, it's two. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, and I always tell people, you know, I, I love a good pat on the back. Anyone who knows me knows that I do it. I do it love when people acknowledge, but for me, what I'm ha- what I had to come to terms with is what I'm really wanting is to be seen, and I don't ever mm-hmm. want to feel like I'm being lost in a crowd or that someone doesn't see me or that you know I'm invisible to them. And so finding other ways for me to be seen has allowed me to open up to the possibility that what is the actual affirmation I'm looking for? Because mm-hmm. um, my love language is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, I'm always like, yes, tell me, <laughs> tell me the great things. I would love to hear all of them. Yeah. But what I'm really wanting is to be seen. And sometimes who is it that I'm wanting to see me? And, you know, thank God for therapy. Thank God for great <laughs> counselors, you know, right. they, you know, but really figuring out who is it that I'm wanting to see me and not trying to get pieces of that from other people, mm. but maybe digging deeper. And that is, I mean, really helped me. Um, but it's true. I mean, who doesn't want their name in lights? Like right. I'm, a, I'm human. I do. I do like to see my name in things, but yeah, it, I just think a lot of what we are called to do, especially in the world today as, you know, 
people saying that we believe in Jesus, we believe in God, we believe in faith, we believe in the church. There's a lot of people that have been hurt by church folks. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people who just no longer want to deal with it because the pain is too much. And I think if any representation of humanity still is going to exist, it's going to require us to do this a little differently and to look at this a little harder. And I think we're getting lost in, well, this is the way we've done it. And it's, it's not, there's not been a way we've done it. We've had to shift constantly, especially in every religion of what it actually looks like. And, you know, what does it actually mean to embrace someone and to love someone and to be Christ-like with them Mm. is something I'm still grappling with. Um, You know, I was the one that went, I was really passionate in high school. I went to college. I was like, Ooh, Churches, mm, churches hurt people, you know, and I ran away right. from church. <laughs> then right. Now returning back to my Christianity, I've really had to deal with what made me run and how do I connect with that in other people. Mm. So, Yeah, and that's so hard. Um, mm-hmm. I was talking with someone um, here in Boston. They do, they're a part of um, an organization that works to bring just like all different denominations mm-hmm. of Christianity together. Mm-hmm. Um which is, like, really hard because, like, the theological differences are yeah. so wide. Yeah, um, massive, yeah. But she she was really harping on, like, if we can stand united, um, honoring our differences, like, we're not trying to assimilate, we're honoring, right. like, the different ways that we experience God and that mm-hmm. we believe. Um, but if we're able to stand united, like, how is that, can that be a witness to non-Christians to reorient themselves about who Christians really are? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because there has been so much hurt and division and all this thing. So I remember thinking that was like really interesting, um, mm-hmm. this idea of, of reorienting other people's mm-hmm. perception of Christians. Um, mm-hmm. And that's something that I hope that OMP does. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like they do um, through through service and um because OMP will will serve you know anyone regardless of your like, uh-huh. religious background uh-huh. um uh-huh. or anything like that so I mean that's my hope that that OMP is is a witness um again that different um different denominations are coming together um uh-huh. youth at that and are, uh-huh. are serving um just because they love their neighbors so uh-huh. um I feel like that's kind of like breaking it down to the building blocks but yeah yeah it's just it's it is a big challenge um it's a big thing to be thinking through like how how do we do church um and how uh-huh. do we how do we show other people that we love them um uh-huh. yeah yeah wow <laughs> my brain this morning um so I wanted to ask if you could give one piece of advice to our campers, what would it be? I would say um, be fully present. I think especially now, more than when I was a camper, it's really easy to be disengaged and just kind of like sit there and kind of go, you might have gotten signed up because a parent sent you or your church is like, we need another body, so go. Um but give it a chance and be fully there. Do all the funny, silly things that, you know, that you might have to do. Ask the tough questions. Be inquisitive. Be curious. And also what I got told, you know, see the humanity in people. You're not, there's nothing about you that's making you above anyone in any of those situations. You're not. 
you are there to maybe lend a hand. You know, I, I remember building a wheelchair ramp and going, this is hard, you know, and thinking, like, how in the world was this lady going to do this? Because she is currently in a wheelchair. You know, like, how how do you bridge those gaps? And, um, yeah, so just be fully there. Be fully engaged. Give it. You're already there. You might as well give it, <laughs> give yeah. it your all. You're yeah. not going home. You're here now. Yeah, so you might as well give it your all. And so those are the things that really, and I, that really helped shape my experience. And at first I didn't want to be there. It was hard. The work was hard. It was tiring. At the end of the day, I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot sing. Like now I want to go to bed. Um, But, you know, it becomes something you never forget. And I just remember seeing the look in um, the gentleman's eyes who I did lay the linoleum for and him just going, you know, this, you have no idea what this is going to do for me. And, you know, I didn't, I'm a teenager, you know, I I didn't, Um, but seeing gratefulness, I think those are the words that, you know, we are always talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, And I told him, I I remember looking at him and going, you have no idea what this is going to do for me. Like the fact that I've been here and been present um, has allowed for a change that was different. And so, yeah, be there, be fully present. You're already there. You might as well enjoy it. So. <laughs> That's. I mean, those are words to live by, anyway. <laughs> yeah, you already here. Yeah, you might as well. You are. You're you might as well have here. fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh-huh. Well, um, thank you so much for being oh, thank here you. today. Um, usually at the end of each podcast, I ask our guests to to say a prayer for OMP okay. and its its ministries. Yeah. And um, would you be willing to do that for us yeah, today? Sure. That's wonderful. Yeah. Let us pray. Thank you, God, for bringing us together by happen chance <laughs> and um, allowing us to really just talk about a time that was so transformative for me. And I really just hope that those who have the opportunity to experience this get just as much, if not more, out of it in a world today where it's so easy to be divided to remind us that your love is ultimately what needs to be bringing us together. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Thank you. You have a good day. You and yours for me and mine. Be more kind, my friends. Try to be more kind. In a world that has decided that it's going to lose its mind. Be more kind, my friends. Try to be more kind.